Hello and welcome to the latest Lancet podcast. I'm Richard Lane on Thursday, February the 11th. This week we're focusing on an update from the United States. We haven't heard from there for a while. Our Washington DC-based correspondent Susan Jaffe has interviewed none other than Francis Collins, uh, who is director of the US National Institutes of Health, the largest funder of biomedical research in the world, no less. And the good news is that the NIH has recently had a boost to its budget funding of of $2 billion. This is obviously very welcome news, although cash has been hard to come by over the past decade or so, as uh, Susan will explain. This is linked to a World Report item in the latest issue of The Lancet, which I encourage you to read. And I would just thank Susan for putting this podcast together and to Dr. Francis Collins for his time in giving an interview to The Lancet. So take it away, Susan. Thanks, Richard. This is Susan Jaffe in Washington, D.C. In December, Congress approved an increase of $2 billion for NIH for this year, the largest raise in 12 years. We talked a few days before President Barack Obama unveiled the proposed budget for next year, and I'll get to that in a moment. But first, I asked Dr. Collins if he was surprised that Congress ended up giving NIH that $2 billion raise which was twice as much as what the president requested. They went with a higher number, which was just enormously gratifying. So, yeah, there was a lot of cheering and uh, also a great sense of relief that actually it got over the finish line. Certainly over the course of the last 10 or 12 years since 2003, there's always been hopes for turning the corner. This time they did it. After 12 years of flat funding, an additional $2 billion sounds like a lot of money, but it isn't really enough to make up for lost ground. If the budget had continued to grow steadily, as it did before the budget freeze in 2003, Dr. Collins estimates that NIH would have $10 billion more. Over this difficult 10 to 12 year period of losing resources, the opportunity for somebody who sent their best ideas to us to actually get funded uh, have been steadily dropping. Historically, you had about one chance in three. That got down to one in six last year. This will not get it back anywhere near to one in three. We might be sort of back up to one in five in uh, this current year because of the Congress's decision. But we want to move it uh, even further up into the space that I think would be healthy. Because we've been leaving a lot of great science on the table, just unable to support it. It's been devastating for many young scientists who were counting on NIH to be able uh, to get them started on their careers and found it very difficult in some instances to get support. President Obama has come up with a couple of special initiatives for NIH, so I was wondering if those projects would end up with most of the new money. In 2014, he unveiled the Brain Initiative to explore the mysteries of the brain, followed by Precision Medicine a year later to design personalized treatments for targeted diseases. And last month, he announced the Cancer Moonshot Initiative to speed up efforts to find a cure for cancer by mobilizing the kind of resources that landed an American on the moon. In the 2016 budget, there is $200 million for precision medicine, an additional $100 million to combat antibiotic resistance, and $85 million for the brain initiative. There is also $935 million for Alzheimer's disease research, a $350 million raise, or 60% more than last year, and the Alzheimer's Association says that's the largest increase they've ever seen. 
So I'm not objecting to any of these. Believe me, I think they're wisely chosen initiatives that are emblematic of the ways in which biomedical research is not just, you know, moving along on a predictable linear path, but encountering moments of a special high opportunity that you don't want to pass up. And the good news is that with this increased funding for NIH and FY16, this extra $2 billion, more than half of that is specifically not attached to any of these initiatives and can be used across all of the areas of research that we support to lift all of the boats. And they've needed to be lifted because things have been very tight. But Collins acknowledged the concerns of many supporters in the science community that this year's funding increase may not be meaningful if it is followed only by flat funding or even cuts. So what's been done now for this current fiscal year, for FY16, by the way in which the Congress were able to come through with this plus-up of $2 billion is a wonderful sign of a change uh, in that trajectory. But if this is a one-year event, it won't be sufficient to get us back on the path that we need in order to take full advantage of the remarkable scientific opportunities and talent that's out there. I'm encouraged when I hear from leaders in the Congress that they don't want this to be a one-year event. They want this to be the beginning of a stable trajectory that can get us back into the place where America needs to be as far as leading the world in this area of biomedical research. Congressman Kevin Yoder, a Kansas Republican who describes himself as a fiscal conservative, also thinks Congress will continue to support increases for NIH. In fact, he circulated a letter to congressional leaders signed by almost half of the Republicans in the House of Representatives that asked for $1 billion more than NIH eventually received, or three times what the president requested. Of course, you know, most of us ran on a platform of reigning in the national debt, and uh, we've been pretty tough on spending since we've uh, taken over the House. My uh, effort here, along with many others in the House, was to look at NIH spending and research as much more than just uh, another line item in the budget. You can look at NIH spending uh, from a variety of angles. Uh, one of them certainly is uh, the amount of lives that are lost every year to diseases. We have 10,000 known diseases uh, in the world, and we have cures to just about 500 of them. You know, cancer, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, uh, diabetes, pretty much one of those, if not more of them, touches about every uh, street, cul-de-sac, neighborhood in America. And so this is an issue that regardless of your position on, uh, you know, ideological position, uh, the diseases don't really care. They're going to affect uh, all of our families, uh, loved ones, maybe even some of us ourselves. And so it's a very real issue. Uh, and, and many uh, members of Congress in both parties uh, feel like they have you know, moral obligations in their leadership, and this would certainly fit within a quest to protect life and you know, the safety of every American. A few days after I spoke to Congressman Yoder and Dr. Collins, President Obama sent his fiscal year 2017 budget request to Congress on February 9th. Among many other things, he is asking for $1 billion for the Cancer Moonshot Initiative and $1.8 billion to respond to a new public health threat, Zika virus. The NIH share of that money, plus other funds, brings the president's request to $33.14 billion. That would be a raise of 
$825 million. But as we have seen, Congress may have other ideas about supporting NIH, especially since, as you may have heard, many Congress members face an election in November, along with a dwindling number of candidates hoping to be the next occupant of the White House. Reporting for The Lancet in Washington, D.C., I'm Susan Jaffe.